Hello, and welcome to Gamer's Table, a podcast discussion of tabletop role-playing games, war games, movies, books, and various other game-related topics. Be warned, this show contains explicit material that may not be suitable for all audiences. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Table. My name is Eric. This is Mike. This is Dan. This is Greg. This is Mark. This is Jason. And I'm Sean. This week we're going to talk about the world of darkness. Those who don't know what that is, it's a campaign setting that White Wolf Publishing does. Most people would remember like in the mid-90s, the vampire, the, the, uh, the masquerade, the masquerade was uh, probably their most popular title at the time. Yeah, This um, is before vampires and werewolves became passe. Pretty much. It was I, before they became gay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm going to say nay to that right now because, well, yeah, because Rice, it's uh, born from Anne Rice and they were super gay in uh, Anne Rice. Yes, like way more series. gay than what you're referencing right now. But I think Lestat was actually gay. Yes, I mean, exactly. If you read them, they're very homoerotic. Yes, but, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I attribute that to having a female write it because it's and the same goes with with Twilight. It's almost slash factor. Yeah, the romance factor kind of plays into it and uh, the romanticizing of the the vampire. Because I think before Anne Rice, most of your vampires were the disgusting monsters. Yeah, or, Nosferatu, uh, except, except for uh, and Black Dracula. <laughs> No, no. What's his name on uh, Fright? Uh, what was it? Fright Night. Yes. Who was the vampire on Fright Night? Uh, Chris. Sarandon. Fright Night and Deadly yeah, Shadows. Chris Sarandon. Sarandon. He's a sexy son of a bitch. So, um, <laughs> sure. He's married to Susan Sarandon at one point. Uh, speaking of which, the uh, Fright Night remake that they just put out, awesome. I really much hot. want to see that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So David Tennant is every bit as good as you might hope him to be. So that was a almost like a cultural shift of the perception of vampires in the mid to late nineties, where vampires were becoming more romanticized. And World of Darkness harnessed that interest. They got on that uh, truck and ran with it. I'm going to have to argue that Bram Stoker's Dracula really set the stage for that kind of behavior. The the movie, maybe, because the book and the movie were... Are you talking about the movie? I'm talking about the movie. Oh, okay. I never read the book. Oh, okay. It's a snore, man. Make no mistake. (laughs) It's it's all like journal entries. Yeah. You're talking about the original Bram Stoker? Yes. 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 If it it doesn't have Tom Waits eating bugs, I'm not interested. (laughs) (laughs) That should be in every movie. Yes. Yes. Or Tom Waits should be dating old women in a nursing home. (laughs) (laughs) I would argue that it's a Herkimer battle jitney. This actually started in the late 70s with Love at First Bite, but that's just me. Love it. Yes. Is that the Jim Carrey movie? George. George Hamilton. Oh, you're yeah, George Hamilton. No, that's not no, Love at First Bite. No, Once first Bitten. Once Bitten. No, Once Bitten was the Jim Carrey movie. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which one? The World, World of Darkness had No, no, no. We got to we got to get this right. George Hamilton thing out of the way cuz it's going to bug me. What what vampire movie was he in? He was in Love at First Bite. It was Love was at it? First Bite. Was he that in that yeah. one? Okay. I went to the drive-in to see that one. Call like of eight. All right. Now that we got George Hamilton out of the way. Yes, a George Hamilton reference. I love it. And the president of his local fan club, which is my karate teacher. Fred. Seriously? Yes, he is the president of the George Hamilton family. Awesome. Have to, like, he yeah. was actually on his talk show. Didn't Deuce pull a George Hamilton trading card yes, at has, Gen Con? He got a George Hamilton trading card at Gen Con one year. It was just like American personalities or something yeah, like we, that. We totally George need to link to the George Hamilton fan club. Oh, absolutely. Wow. If, if it's mentioned, we link to it. Sure. So if we're going to link to uh, cosplayers' Facebook sites, we'll definitely... Yes, uh, cos- <laughs> cosplay George Hamilton. Somebody's getting a spray tan for Gen Con this year. Uh, yeah. Only if I can go 
as uh, Zorro, Zorro the gay blade. blade. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Red like a radish. <laughs> All right. Wow. All right. Wine in the sand. <laughs> Tangent over. Got it. So where are all the white wolf at? <laughs> right. Being now as a group as a whole, uh, I would say that we're not as experienced in the white wolf game, the setting and whatnot. But Mark, Greg, you guys have played a lot of. Oh yeah. We, yes. We pretty much cut our teeth on uh, on werewolf back in the day. First role playing game I ever played was werewolf. The Star Wars card game that was out at the time segued into. I'm sorry. Rage. By the way. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> I saw way too much money on that turd. Uh, <laughs> and that's when Jay started showing up, and he got us into, into playing Rage. Okay, Rage is the card that game the, for uh, werewolf. Yeah, the werewolf card game. Because I remember there Vampire was a, had a had a card game also. Yes, that was uh, Jihad. And yes, it was Vampire garbage. Jihad. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I played it a couple of times. I remember that game because uh, your blood counters yeah. came in a little <laughs> IV bag. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. right. But Rage was hella fun, and uh, I can't believe I just said hella, but I did. Ha, it just dork. snuck out before well, I it was <laughs> it was time appropriate because <laughs> hella was the word when Rage was popular. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> was the word. Uh, then uh, Werewolf, I think it's the second edition, came out and we spotted the book on the wall there and was like, oh, this is like the card game we would play. And so we grabbed that and then there, there were there were White Wolf books everywhere. We had Werewolf, Vampire. Uh, I bought the Changeling book a couple of times, you know, because I was a dumbass and nobody could ever figure out how we could actually play that game. <laughs> we tried to play Wraith, but again... What is that? That was ill-fated. Uh, uh, you were uh, a Wraith. You yes, were a you were dead a, guy. A ghost. White yeah. Wolf's thing is take a supernatural creature, build a game around it. Yeah. And you could continue characters from Vampire or Mage, which was their other game, into Wraith. And well, was, you, you, was could Frankenstein game, then? you could theoretically have... Promethean the Created. There you go. Seriously? Wow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Nice pull, Dan. Thank you. <laughs> wow. you. You could theoretically have a character start out as a mage, get bitten by a vampire, get killed, and become a wraith, so, theoretically. Um, and they tried to do that a little better when they re- revised the game the last time and uh, gated up, made it all emo. The thing about those games, they're considered the storyteller system. Yeah. Um, what, what what exactly was that? Because I, I remember that was what it was called, but I don't remember the, the difference. It was a D10 system. You needed a bunch of D10s. Okay. You had uh, nine attributes and then a whole list of skills. Mm-hmm. And those skills could theoretically be matched up with, with whatever attribute was most appropriate. There so, was was there like set things that this went with this or was it more of a game master call? It was game master call. General difficulty was five. Essentially, you're going to succeed more times than not right. with, a, with a 50-50 chance on each die in your own. Yeah. Nine dice. To, to Eric's <clears> point, <throat> from what I remember, because White Wolf was really popular when I was running the shop way, way, way back when. And it always seemed to me when, you know, listening to people talk about the game, Combat was more of an afterthought and all the other interactions. Well, (laughs) no, and I think that was generally the case is that people did, they tried to turn it into a combat heavy game when it was supposed to be player interaction. Oh, yeah. It depended upon the game. Yeah, because as I recall, wasn't Werewolf was very. Werewolf was combat heavy. Combat heavy, right. I think it Um, would be. In Werewolf, um, you weren't, you know, oh, it's a full moon out tonight. I'm going to freak out and kill people. Was it Garou? No, No. a Garou is. That was a general. Turn for yeah. the thirteen tribes of werewolves. Right, right. that's what uh, where we would call ourselves mm. human werewolves. Call themselves Garu. Right, and and that uh, that was also a, a common theme amongst the uh, white wolf stuff. Was you had the uh, clans or mm-hmm. you know, right vampires who were divided into uh, different clans. Uh, Name them. <laughs> <laughs> you really want me to? Yeah, we could. Sure. We could do it. Just look it up on Wikipedia, Jason. Werewolves they had tribes. The mages had their own houses and orders. Um, 
the wraiths even had different kinds. Like yeah, poltergeist was, like, was a specific type of wraith. Yeah, phantasm. Right. Ooh, no phantasm. They didn't have classes. Yeah. It was the right. the clans, right? It, the yes. clans. It, it identified what you were playing. So you could right. say I'm playing some this of clan this or of tribe this, and people would be able to identify what you were doing. Uh, and that also kind of determined your stats. The, you had your uh, your your football wo- player werewolves. Sh- shut up. <laughs> you had your you had uh, your werewolf that was born a human, and then you had your werewolf that was born a wolf. And then you could be, theoretically, a werewolf that was born a werewolf, called a metis. So, that was, which was dangerous and, you know, frowned upon. It was it was forbidden, really, for uh, two werewolves to uh, knock boots and produce offspring. And here's Unnatural the main thing. reason why. The human-born werewolves, when they died, they reverted to human form. Wolf-born werewolves reverted to wolf form. And because everything was supposed to be hidden from society, a metis-born werewolf, when they died, would be revert to a crinosform werewolf. And then it would basically expose expose the entire subculture of werewolves that has been trying to hide. Right. And that was also a, a common theme in uh, the White Wolf games was that it, it was their main game was set in like modern, modern times. times. Yeah. And they were living amongst, you know, there were these supernatural beings living amongst us. We just didn't know it because they were able to hide it. And they were right. pulling all the strings. Some of them. Were. Some now that's kind yeah. of the point of vampire. Yeah, vampire yeah. was a very social game, and the point was political favor and kind of seeing what you could do to mess somebody up without actually having to fight them. All right. Well, I want to. I'm going to throw in the meat and taters that that I've been thinking of for years. Uh, just being a, a a game observer for you know probably the better part of 20 years now. The White Wolf people always segmented themselves away from everybody else. It was well, and amongst it, themselves and too. amongst themselves. It was a huge click to me. I think. That's partially what killed the game was that the tendency for white wolf people to be douchebags. It was the, the games were targeted for the more goth oriented type the, yeah, societal the, regions. The people who were tired of D anD D or didn't really identify with any of the games that were out at the time. Uh, if you were uh, possibly a little bit more suicidal than your average teenager, you, you <laughs> might end up playing one to play vampire. If you were a, a bit, kind of a uh, an echo terrorist in your own mind, you might want to play werewolf because were, werewolf's whole thing was they were trying they were to fighting against uh, the worm to yeah. protect Mother Gaia. Right, they were trying to protect the, the Earth. T- taking taking uh, being green to the extreme. Oh yeah. Well, I, I know. And I if you're, if I was a werewolf, I would totally do that because you know then I could be a werewolf. <laughs> I know I probably don't have a much of to stand on as far as this these games go because I, I think you've only played vampire. You I've, played werewolf. Once. I've played right. werewolf once. I've never played. I mean, you vampire. played an excellent dog. I yes, remember because yes. you yes, you <laughs> played an excellent dog. Not necessarily such a great wolf. <laughs> dog wolf. It's the same thing. No, you ask a wolf that, see what he says. Yeah, they're the same thing. Very domesticated. I mean, for me, I've always found werewolves interesting, vampires interesting to a certain extent. As far as other role playing games that we've played, I know that I've always I know that there's there are rules. I believe to be able to play a werewolf or a vampire in Shadowrun. Yes. I think it's possible to play a werewolf or a vampire in Dungeons and Dragons. Ravenloft. Ravenloft. Yeah. I, I can't specifically recall ever playing Ravenloft more than a few sessions. In that game, though, they tend to stay the monsters in the game. Right. You still play right. your traditional but those, super those other games, monsters. Those other games, I know, like, wanting to, I've, I've asked multiple times to play a werewolf, in, a werewolf in Shadowrun, and I've always been told no. I've probably asked the same thing about vampires and werewolves in D&D, and Mike's always said no. No. 
Right, and that's because so, they were always the monsters. So then when I actually got a chance to play a werewolf in a werewolf game, I thought, oh, this is really cool. I get to play a werewolf. Right. Then I sit down at the table, and everybody's playing a werewolf. Right. There's, that's really not so cool. That's something that I always wondered before I had played any of the games was, you know, can you have an integrated group and have someone play a werewolf, someone else play a vampire? And those mm. games really didn't cross well, over very well. Uh, that they did when they put out that last system that basically none of us really played. That's I think when that you was say, supposed to be more integrated. When you, you say none of us, I think you mean the entire White Wolf community because they dropped it like it a died. Yeah. Well, as I said, they went from you know the grim and gritty goth type of setting to this you know emo. Yeah, but it, <laughs> more, more, but that's the more thing. bitchy and whiny. No, than, that's know. how it always was. It's just generations think they're cooler than the generation that comes after them. But there's no difference. Well, there's no difference between Twilight, truthfully, and Anne Rice. Let's be completely honest. Well, it's because it, essentially, if you boil those two down, it's those are romance stories. Those they're not yeah. the, well, the vampire. The vampirism is just a, a means to an end. Put, putting me to in redoing the, Romeo and Juliet yeah, on okay. a different scale. Put, putting right. putting me in the position of having to, to defend Anne Rice, Dan. Thank you very much. Nice. Dan, you don't have Anne, to. You could sit there and not defend Anne Rice. <laughs> Anne, Anne Rice. I'm fine with no, that. No, I think on. we all are. Anne Rice at least is a good writer. I'm not have sure that I read was, Anne Rice. Yes, I have actually. I read the whole I enjoyed series. It. I, 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 she I, writes I in spirals. She, you mean spiral notebooks? No, I mean, it's like she'll 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 make she a point and then eventually come back around to that point and eventually okay. come back around to that point. How many books were there by Anne Rice? Five? Oh, ton, no, ton, ton, ton. Just that vampire kinds. series, though. I think there was only five. Uh, I think I only read the first two. I don't think I read anything after that. But she she branched out and then she found God and it she ended wrote with some Queen other of things. The and, yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, but I truthfully, I I think you can draw plenty of parallels between uh, the, say the current generation vampire popularity and the popularity of vampires from our generation. Well, let, let me put it mm. this Honestly, let me put it this way. Before I met you guys, the only vampire people that I'd ever, or, or werewolf or you know, white wolf players I had ever met were theater fags. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the only thing that, as, as far as I know, that's the only thing that's really keeping white wolf going right now is their mind's eye theater, the LARP stuff. And that's it's because it's really popular. the only LARP, like vampire LARP there is. I don't think there's any other rule sets for anything like that. I think we're going to need security at Gen Con. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, I don't think I'll be the problem. One thing I like about World of Darkness is the character sheet. Mm-hmm. It's really easy. You can memorize that. Oh yeah, and yeah. It's probably and it's like you you make enough characters and you've got it down. Yeah, you don't have to have your character sheet on you. Maybe that's how the LARP. I've never done, but man, that's how the LARP crowd does. World of use. The I era. think they keep most of their. If they don't already have it memorized, I think they have it like on a three by five card or something yeah. like that in their pocket. You know, and they're able to. You know, but it's more even more social than the role playing game because really the LARPs all you know people are just standing around and doing doing their thing. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of combat at all. Unfortunately, so. <laughs> although although last Gen Con I had a guy in the elevator talking to his buddy about his w- werewolf LARP. And fighting uh, BSDs and doing all this stuff, and he said he wanted uh, BSD is uh, Black Spiral Dancer, evil yes. werewolves, evil werewolves, the evil werewolves that have been uh, corrupted sounds, by the worm. That sounds vaguely familiar. I yeah, he was in a in a room, and a group of guys came in as BSDs, and he wanted so bad to because all he had on him was his rubber knife, and he kept stabbing these guys with these rubber knives, and you know he's like, I, I just wish I would have had something a little bit sturdier so I could whack him on the head. <laughs> that's, that's a, a very interesting. Wow. <laughs> okay. I should have told him to dip it in the urinal. That's right. <laughs> always dip it in the urinal. That's what the foam sword guys do. Oh, 
Oh, I'll never. I'll, that is burned into my mind. <laughs> You'll never un. un- I cannot unsee it. Honestly, what I think was the uh, the nail in the coffin with the whole uh, transition from the third edition into the new World of Darkness was that through the previous edition changes, they kept things at least more or less the same. Same root story. The they same backstory. Right. Con- continuity. Yeah. When they came out with the, that the last one, they changed everything. So right. your character couldn't even translate. No. That and sounds if, familiar. If you go to White Wolf's website, they acknowledge this now because if you go to their website, you'll have their their like top bar is they have the World of Darkness and then they have Classic World of Darkness. And you can still go on Classic World of Darkness and get all the stuff. They're re-releasing all the old clan books and everything. Yes, there was a uh, large masquerade in New Orleans where they had yes. a large LARP event and convention and that's where they released the new vampire the masquerade i think it was 400 pages and they brought everything up to current timeline they put they put all the uh clan books into one volume and it was supposed to be a very excellent book but they only had 200 there yeah, it's for like because the, it, this is the, like the 20th anniversary or yes it like is it, it brings up a question what why what is it about, and, and i know we see this all all throughout society why, why are gamers so reluctant to change it's the same reason everybody's pissed off when mcdonald's stopped cooking the fries and lard and interesting well, there was a complete different flavor, but if we break this down honestly, this is where people are playing pretend, yes. and how dare somebody change the thing I played pretend at? It just seems ridiculous to me. Well, it's people like, also like the shiny new toy. Well, that's no, they when don't. the shiny new toy doesn't, it, but doesn't they don't. Like the old well, toy. That's the thing. It's like when, when when the shiny new toy doesn't turn out to to uh, really work well when you play with the old toy. But but it doesn't. Ha- that's what I'm saying. I mean, it makes no sense to me. Uh, here, let me give you let me give you an analogy, and this is stemming from my work. I actually sat and talked to somebody who is a crackhead. Not being a crackhead, I really had no frame of reference. And I said, you know, what exactly is it? I mean, is this physical dependency? I don't understand it. And he was very candid with me. And he was talking about how the first time you do it, it's so good. And then every time after that, it's not as good as the first You're time. You're trying to get back to that. And I, as you were saying that, that's the first thing that popped in my head. You play a role-playing game. There's a reason why people play role-playing game. And one of the reasons is sometime in our past, we played a game that that was so much fun, we want to do it again. Right, and right. every time you do it again, it's not as good as that first time you played. Well, I think that could be just the, you know, the formative nature of youth. I, I have another. Basically, you, you look at the people that play White Wolf or even any role-playing games in particular, and they're technically the ones that were not maybe the most popular guys in high school, but you start playing and you be you find acceptance with your group. Sure. Right. right. And you grow to love what you found that acceptance with. And so anything that changes that you see as a threat. And that's what it is. It's a threat to your social stability. Yes. So which, which Vampire the, when Vampire the Masquerade <laughs> became Vampire the Requiem, I bought the book, I read the book, and I thought, never going to happen. And I put it on a shelf, and yeah. it's, it's sat on that shelf since. Like, in, in a way, they gave us what we wanted too good because we wanted the games to be interchangeable. We wanted to be able to have, you know, a werewolf and a vampire and a mage and a wraith all in one gaming group. So how dare you having, give us what we want? Well, and then they they gave it to us. You know, they, the world, the New World of Darkness had the main source book, which right. was the rule set. And then the vampire book, the mage book, the werewolf book, there were all supplements to that. So they could all come together. Okay. But then in the course of doing that, they changed, you know, the cl- the names of the clans. The, you know, They the changed name, the entire backstory of 
change all, all of them. Yeah. Well, no, more importantly, they didn't do it the way the community individually thought it should be done. Wellwolves should have been badder in this edition, or right. vampires shouldn't be like this, because that's their interpretation. Right. right. Now, this, is, this gets to the point of what I consider is people's entitlement over the things that they participate in, but they, they other than their 15 20 30 even 100 or $200, they represent such a tiny fraction of that company as a whole. They don't owe them anything. They've already given you, I mean, tons and tons well, of enjoyment. And if you're not on, if you're not on board with trying to help this company that's helped you through your life, I mean, that's just kind of, I think that's, that's just asinine. That, that's are you a defending sense. a corporation when uh, people are protesting Wall Street, Dan? How dare you? <laughs> I will always defend the people. Walmart has given us so much. Well, I mean, how dare we? We could get into a Walmart discussion. I mean, that, that's let's fine. Not. Let's not. Let's, let's LARP a, role, uh, a, 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 a corporation. A Walmart role. That would be game. awesome. Playing vampires working the night shift at, at a Walmart. Well, no, I what would it gets totally down play to that game. is this is the game I play. How dare you change it well, to put food on your own table? I think it's they that, have to make money. It's, it's you that, can't make money sure. continually doing the same thing. But it's that sense of ownership that people feel like they have with well, something. Well, yes, they something. feel that way, sure. no, but they don't actually have it is I the understand. point. But that's why you, you vote with your pocketbook. And if you don't like what they're doing, you don't buy their product. And that's what happened and, to White and Wolf. Look, and look what happened understood. to White Wolf. But that, that's, true of, that's true of any form of media or, no, I, or I, entertainment that, I agree, that you enjoy. But what, what, what do you gamers expect right, a company you? to do? I mean, we can say the same thing about, about D&D and L5R did it. Sure, stagnate and, 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 and be awful and, and run the game sure. into the ground. And whenever they try to change it, look at the community. They just turn on it. Like, how dare you try to make things better because yeah. it's different. I'm and, not sure that they have made things better. I, I, love, your, I love your L5R reference because yeah. L5R changed and then went back to what it was right. and everybody loves it. Right. They, no, the, 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 no, the exact same people who loved it before love, love it, it again. Now. Right. They didn't gain anybody. No, they're not bringing anybody, not not enough people. That's why they had to go back. You know, that's that's the problem. Is well, they're is not that, getting anybody well, new. So taking it back <clears> to, uh, to White Wolf, though. Um, I mean, if somebody wants to run the new world of darkness with the old storyline and just keep the new system, I'd be down with that because the system didn't change all that much. I think that what White Wolf did was they over-anticipated the way people will be able to change to what they wanted to do. Which is nearly not at all. Right. It, I mean, well, as, it, as we keep finding with games and new additions. Yeah. Also, when, when, when you've got a vampire character that can be hundreds of years old, like say you started out with a uh, World of Darkness neophyte vampire and you worked him up through that campaign and then you ran a, a renaissance era campaign and then all of a sudden you've got this hundreds of years old vampire you're playing in a modern day world of darkness you've had that character for a long time you have emotionally <clears> and then but he's a tremere who doesn't exist anymore when when the new system comes out so I, I you guess can't what, even take that character and translate him i over. guess what this gets comes down to is more just a, a, a function of my personality is i would always rather create new memories than think about or relive old ones and, and i understand that that's kind of rare or a, as i'm finding i mean because what you just said to me is the things that you did in the past is way more important than no, anything you could do from now going forward. No, no I'm, I'm not talking about uh, Jason's obsession with you know playing Valcon again. <laughs> I'm talking yeah, about because I do that all the time. I'm talking if, if, or cowboy. If uh, if Jason had played Valcon through you know, get medieval area, <laughs> this is the only example I have. He's incorporating everyone into the okay, discussion. All right. This is if if D and D essentially a medieval era. If you you take that and you move the Valcon through his medieval era to a renaissance era to a modern era and it's Ooh. the same character the whole time see he's he coming just, in his pants right now <laughs> yeah alright there was in fact a you got adventure. a lot invested in that character I'm bringing back Spigoli but, oh, screw it when you say you have a lot invested
invested in that character, we're only talking about time, truthfully. Well, there is a motion. Talk- uh, uh, time right. and sentimentality. Like- but, okay, so you could, let's say hypothetically Dan that- has no sentiment. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting that. Unfortunately. So you're saying that in order to preserve the nature of the game, you always have to maintain backwards compatibility is what you're saying. It's helpful for a lot of people. Okay, but if you maintain backwards compatibility, there's no incentive to ever go forward because what came before is more important is no. kind of the mentality no. here. No, what what I think he's trying to say is there was the base storyline and that was what we had not grown accustomed to and was what we had preferred based on what they came out with next. I don't know what their alternatives to coming out with the new storyline were, their new timeline. I don't know. But you got to look you look at it from If they did the just advance that that storyline from early 90s to early 2000s and just made you, it in- you can't make this distinction because they may not have done it in a way that you like. That's I, I maintain that th- this this mentality it, it's the exact same thing as as Star Wars and say midichlorians. Right. Because the creator decided to go in a direction that he wanted to go in and the people who have attached themselves to this thing, this intellectual property, didn't think that's the way they should go and they feel their in, their opinion is important. Well, well that, that's a, that's opinion. a bad analogy because that was the wrong move. That well, was the wrong move. <laughs> but the thing is the thing is not for kids. The, gener- the generation that was made for and we can go with with White Wolf or you you know Twilight or whatever the generation it's made for it is appropriate for. Well, see that's kind of the thing. It was like with the metachlorians in particular is it for me it took the magic away it was like it took that's you know, because your brain has stopped growing okay <laughs> light <laughs> okay lightsabers are awesome to us because we saw it when our brain was in its formative years yes i know but the, the, fl- i mean, fl- I mean that's you don't even just, know what i'm what i'm what i'm talking about here yet go ahead do it <laughs> it t- took something that to my you know early preformed, you know, brain as magic and made it into weird science. The kids now don't have that magic. All they have is the weird science. And it's another... But there are two things. I don't think one necessarily has to be better than the other. I mean, I know no science. Science to me is magic. <laughs> you know, I don't do science. Yeah, I'm still trying to work out solid state memory. So let me let me put it uh, in a way from my own perception. Not too long ago, I was discussing role-playing games with my 10-year-old daughter, and I mentioned vampire and her eyes lit up and she said you can play a game where you're a vampire and i said yeah i I was getting ready to say that's before they screwed it all up and blah blah blah. and then i thought to myself you know what i'm not going to give her my baggage if she wants to play the game as it is now let her figure that out for herself because when 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 a new kid starts to play a game they have no baggage they have no frame of reference and what they're playing is fun and it's just you know some old guy trying to tell them how it wasn't not as good as it was back when i was a kid you know that kind of stuff so, I mean, I understand what you're saying, I, and I, I do agree with the the uh, sentimentality of everything, and the, you know, feeling like you're being betrayed by the game that you love. That you know, that they completely cut the soul out of out of it. But really, you injected the soul into that game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I'm choosing not to inject my soul into this new one. <laughs> <laughs> my, my thing is, uh, I'm kind of coming at this That's from a, from an old shop owner kind of kind of guy, and thinking to myself, you have these people who they just show so little loyalty for the things that they get so much out of. I mean, they're willing to, at the drop of a hat,
that completely abandon something that they may have been working on or with for 20-some years? Yeah. Well, my... Well, no, <clears throat> that was evaluated. I have footlockers full of World of Darkness books. I you, have... You, though, are... You're a different no, kind of yes, cat. Yes, you are yeah. a different breed. <laughs> I have my... I have the new system. I have several of the new books. I have the clan books that came out. But, but have, you are rare, and I think but their, you're, their, you're their bottom also, line shows it. You're talking about dropping stuff at the drop of a hat. You also have to factor in gamers don't stay young forever. Well, I think that's the real okay. underlying topic here. Sure. So and we've and all gotten old. That's, Neverland that's why don't these com- exist. That's why these companies. <laughs> exactly. That's why these companies have to evolve. They have to. They have to change their product. They have to update it. Nope. Yeah. They feel necess- They feel it's necessary to do so. Yep. The only way I can relate to this because I could really give a crap about Werewolf or Vampire or any of that stuff. I, I didn't enjoy playing it at the time. I did play it because and of the community. And I'm not interested in playing it now. When you played with Jay running it, Jay right. really likes Werewolf. I know, exactly. That's why gets, I did, he, he loves it. He loves all the, he, he the weird not, magic that the rest of us kind of only touched on a little bit when we ran it. He didn't like me acting like a dog at the table, and I can That's because I can you were that. pooping on his game, the thing that he finds <laughs> I didn't actually get up and poop like a dog, did I? Did you hike <laughs> your leg on a hydrant? I, I enjoy the fact that you had to ask me that okay. question. Well, did you anyway. hike your leg on a hydrant? <laughs> the, the only thing I can relate this to is I have I read comic books for a very long time, okay? 20 plus years. And then there's Blue Superman. I had an unbroken... Damn it, Mark, that's where I was going. <laughs> I had an unbroken run of Superman comics from like 1983 all the way up until the Blue Superman, Red Superman fiasco from a few years ago right. when they totally changed his powers and totally updated him and said... Changed his look and this everything. Is, this is how he's going to be from now on. And I, I read it for a while and I, I, I stuck with it as long as I could and I, and I just finally said to myself one day, I can't do this anymore. Say, I don't, I I don't enjoy yeah. this anymore. Right. That's fine. And I stopped reading and I basically stopped buying comic books altogether. And it was that one thing that made me quit. Now, uh, recently, this past week, I made the decision to stop watching Supernatural. I don't enjoy it anymore. I don't like it. It's not doing anything for me, so I quit watching it. Yeah. I enjoyed the first five seasons, suffered through last season, and I'm not going to do it again. So, yeah. And that's it, because they've changed things. They've, they're doing things differently, and it's just not the same anymore. So I, I have no interest in doing it. Yeah. So so what we're saying is, how dare people change my the thing that I like? No, I, I don't have a problem with people changing things. As long as they, they do it in a way that you like. They have to expect that if, if I don't enjoy it, I'm not going to stick with it. I'm, I'm right. not going to stay with it. But you stuck with Smallville, that turd. But I stuck with Smallville because that was Superman. Right. Here, here's the way I see it. Yes, they are entitled to change their intellectual property in any way they see fit. Because they own it. True. And you don't. We are entitled and not as to fans, buy it. As and, fans, you don't and, own it. Exactly. And if it changes in such a way that the fan base can no longer get behind it, no longer supports it, no longer enjoys it, then they probably change it too drastically. Now, if they wanted to make changes along the lines that they did with the storyline, perhaps smaller increments, baby steps, ease the geeks into it, because that's what it is. Yeah, it's, and I think that's like the like um, an underlying focus of all of this is that gaming community does not like change. They when it be, when it's an overhaul, you know, if you slowly inject this change, it's a little bit more accept, you know, and you know changing systems and changing uh, canon and all this stuff like that. I mean, we can keep going on and on and on about that, but you know, it's just I think that as a whole, what I did play of World of Darkness, I enjoyed because uh, it was so different. I enjoy something set in the modern time anyway, and it was something where it was modern times, but with a little twist, kind of like Shadowrun is. And so, you know, you could, you know, as a werewolf, pick up a, a mailbox and smash somebody on the head with it. You know, you could you could have a cell phone, or you could do this and do that. I, that's something that I enjoyed a, about it. Sean, I think that you would really enjoy... Why is it, though, that you have to evolve with it? Why don't you just pick one edition that you like and stay there? And that's what I've done. Yeah, 
that's why I'm like, I'm like, listen to your arguments. I'm like, well, if you don't like it, don't move on to that edition. And and people didn't. I, I, yeah, I get into a habit of buying stuff. It's like Jason's comic book. <clears throat> well, sure. what I was, the yeah. point I was trying to make with the shiny new toy. Yeah. Well, I, I think for us, it was we went from uh, AD and D to second edition, and I went I from ADD to uh, ADHD. I, I, I don't think we were. <laughs> I don't think we were scared about going to second edition. I think we were actually kind of excited about it. But, but then let, you let, go from three point. That's because you were four. much younger back let then. Let me put right. it. Let me put it in a, a different ring. Okay. If they released, if if tomorrow Wizard of the Coast said from this point on all of our game supplements all Greyhawk, we would buy it. Sure. And it's because well, and more than likely it. complain about it. But it was. But <laughs> we get it because and that's that's kind of the answer to your, what you're saying, Sean. Is that you have this this baggage of I love this so much and I can't not buy it because right. if I stop buying it, maybe they won't wise up and change back to what I like. And you know, so maybe. But it's it's kind of like this vicious cycle where you're. Kind you know that's one of the reasons why I bought so much fourth edition stuff is if it's still D and D regardless of what everybody wants to say or what the the hardcore editionites want to talk about it's branded it's D and I'm gonna buy it you know what were you guys doing when I first came over uh, we were watching Star watching Wars. Star Wars yeah the the Blu-ray right well we were actually yeah watching I actually the... own probably five different copies of all the movies the same. Yeah. you yeah. don't need it no it's not I don't. the same movie that's the thing though they're no they not. did release they're a lot different. of new in this stuff so I've never I, seen they, before. every edition that I own is a different like I have the original. So, so essentially what you're saying is they injected a little change at a time, causing you to be and, compelled and I've, to buy and it. And I've bitched and pissed and moaned every time they did it, but I've still went out and bought it. Well, right. I haven't bought the Blu-ray yet. But Let me put this I in a frame of reference, Jason. If they came out tomorrow and said, we're going to release D&D 5th Edition, and it's going to be entirely set in Eberron. I wouldn't touch it. And that's kind of what they did between 2nd Edition Revised Vampire and the new 3rd Edition Vampire Requiem. Hmm. That's what they did with their entire line. Yeah, they alienated the people who Right. Essentially, we're well, and, and too much change. Too we, we could we could see their their downward spiral at Gen Con. I mean, they went from being one of the biggest, having one of the biggest booze and presence at Gen well, Con. Yeah, our first Gen Con was 2005, and they had a massive presence. Right, it was huge. Yeah, and then when did they switch over to the new edition? It was like what 07, 08, something like that. Uh, no, it was before I, I joined the army. It was yeah, 03 or 04. Really, we were still yes. playing at the old Twilight. Yeah. It was. Remember when I was the last time I ran Vampire for the group of nine? You were playing Adventure. John was playing a Nosferatu kid with a yeah, yeah. ghoul Squee. alligator. Dorks. Squee. Dorks. That's right. <laughs> that that was when they were wrapping up the storyline for Vampire the Masquerade. That's right. right. So probably six months after that was when they came out with Vampire the Requiem and the New World of Darkness. That's right. So then last year at Gen Con, White Wolf was reduced to a bar. No, no. That was, that was two, not, years, that was ago. two right. years ago. This year, they, had, they actually have a booth okay. that are selling things and they were they, they had re, uh, reprinted the, their old uh, Mind's Eye Theater LARP stuff and um, they had, oddly enough, uh, uh, Monty Cook's poultice. I'm not even sure if that's a or patolus or however the hell the nerds r- pronounce that. It's the, the core book is Monty Cook's World of Darkness. I'm almost positive now. The current edition. Yeah. If, no, if that's the case, to- I may Tullus look into is it. a city. Yeah, it's a, it's a city campaign. That's, D- it's a, that's it's D&D. A, yes, but it, they were selling it at the White oh, Wolf. That must have been the same. They may have published, published it for Open license stuff yeah. or something. Some cross-pollination. Well, yeah. no, I mean, the, the, why, the why I got into all that is, to me, the story of White Wolf is the story of the community because they were, they were, they were so segmented. I mean, even in the nerd world or in the RPG world, in the, in, in the gamer world, they were very, very segmented. And it was their strength and, in the end, it was it, their undoing. Right. It, it ended up being the, the thing that destroyed them. Yeah. I have a question. Totally we were talking agree. about movies earlier. Why, what, with, the, with the culture of vampires and 
werewolves in movies and TV today, World of Darkness should be the biggest thing out there. Yeah. Yes, in I, fact, I when Underworld came out, World of Darkness, White Wolf attempted to sue Sony because it was so close to their entire World of Darkness yes. line. Uh, really. 63 points yeah. when I saw it, I But the yeah. only people who ever said that were the diehard people who love White Wolf. Or who could and, recognize it. And yeah. White Wolf had a lawyer, whereas Sony had half Doesn't. of Japan. Blade but, I similar. mean, <laughs> the backstory of the guy who wrote it, I mean, on the DVD, he talks about it, and you don't get the, any impression... Mm-hmm. And this was before the lawsuit. Uh, you don't get any impression that, you know, he didn't try to steal anything. Let's be completely honest. You can't steal the idea of a vampire. You can't steal the idea of, you know, like the Illuminati. Yeah. And, and you, I don't, I don't think know. the idea of vampires versus werewolves is really. That's not new need. either. No. So, I mean, <laughs> they were just trying to get some cash. My proof <laughs> that uh, Underworld didn't rip off White Wolf. Underworld, not nearly as good as White Wolf. Disagree completely. <laughs> Disagree. Underworld is Underworld awesome. Is they, they, awesome. they may have Kate Beckinsale, but those werewolves were pathetic. Oh. Well, that's because you like werewolves I, yeah, more I than do. vampires. I, yeah, I, I like well, vampires. I like, wor- I like werewolves. And I wouldn't say necessarily more than vampires, but I like werewolves, not big rubber monsters. And if I weren't sitting well, between they didn't have Mark and budget. Dan, they would be You didn't have the budget. I mean, there's only so much you can do. All right, okay. so bringing it back to the world of darkness, um, I liked the system. I thought it was a very easy and clean system. The thing I did not, I distinctly did not like about it, uh, which was very much exemplified when we played Mage and when we played Vampire and someone played a Tremere was the magic system. The yes. magic system is too open. That would be me. This, and, be, and because there's too much room, wiggle room for power gaming and, you know, just... That's because you have people I, trying to do power right, gaming and, and douchebaggery in a game that was not intended to have combat. And here's the thing. Honestly. Right, Tremere is actually more, a Tremere is actually more closed off than Mage. If you read yeah. a Mage book, you have just your spheres just and just a very brief explanation of what each dot of those spheres does. It's supposed to be open. Yeah. Yes. So one dot in the time sphere says you get absolute time sense. You always know what time it is. Mm-hmm. But then you combine that with M- entropy and they might give you an example of what you can do with that. But then if you go online and you look at some of the rotes, the combined powers of those spheres online, you will find thousands of web pages with these rotes written out for things that you can do. And the point of it was that you were supposed to sit there and with the dots that you have, come up with something that was plausible off the top of your head that you could do with a two dots of time and two dots of entropy and a dot of Life forces. Or something, yeah, forces. And, you know, and I'm just the hermetic so I played. So it would be like trying to come up with your own yeah. spells and demons. And right. that's, what and it was like, that, that's exactly what they were trying to avoid. Yeah. They didn't want to say, okay, well, I'm just going to cast Fireball. They wanted you to have something where you uh, to think about, something to you know, get like some synapses idea. firing. That is yeah, the idea. But the See, problem with that is... The problem is, when we tried to play Mage, Woodside was going to run it, and did. I was way smarter than Woodside <laughs> when it came Hear that to Woodside? manipulating those spheres of magic. Well, and so, no, what you're saying here is you were so way cool. better at power gaming it and taking advantage of the system. That's what you're saying. Well, but it's not power gaming in that system. If you're trying to manipulate the system to be as powerful like, as you can no, possibly like, be, but that system that's was power built gaming. to be that's manipulated that in that way. Meant to be. And, and that's and that's why I didn't like it yeah. because I, I I've I never ran uh, mage and never will. And and that's one of the reasons why uh, Alpha. Omega is probably never going to be ran by me either. It's because it has the same ma- essentially the same magic system where you know, I'm if I'm running a game the last thing I want to do is worry that you know, player X is going who's been sitting there stewing over what he's going to do yeah, while if you, I'm telling if, my story all know, of a sudden POW can completely derail my entire campaign because Just because that 
person, you, you know, turn can my, sit in their mom's basement wanna, for days wanna, on end. Or you want to you want to manipulate the main bad guy's mind, and you get a good enough role. Now he thinks he's a horse, and you're going to ride him down the street. You know, yeah. So, which is something that you guys yes. told me before. Right. Yes, yes. Uh, but, but that's what Mage was meant to be. And like, you know, Woodside ran Mage in the Renaissance. He threw forth a stone golem that was supposed to tie up the entire group. My character with a handful of sand and their spheres created a freaking sandstorm that ground it down into dust and we walked right on by and that was just something I did off the top of my head because I was familiar with the spheres and that's a problem with mages unless you know that system backwards and forwards and are prepared for things like that then there's not really a whole lot of point in playing it and it, and mage is one of the more difficult probably most difficult world of darkness games to run wraith was a little harder but then you just had to keep the players interested in being dead changeling was all and come up with a reason for five dead guys to team up on anything yeah exactly <laughs> what if they're undead ghostbusters well and that was possible <laughs> is a uh, hunter part of the world? hunter oh, was yeah. hunter started actually during the a they would do years so there's like the year of judgment or the year of the human and the year of the human is what started actually with a book called project twilight which was an x-files type book where you could yes. come in and play a government agent and inject them into any of the settings and Very it gave Fox yes and it, it even had an example adventure in there where you come across a metis werewolf skull in a well and that's one of the things that tells you that things just aren't right in your world and they are not necessarily the way you believe them to be right and then it started off the whole sounds cool wait basically <laughs> one book in each system came out like that uh from project twilight and kind of came around and then the hunter the reckoning book came out probably a year later and kind of capstoned it all together brought everything together and added more to it so essentially you were playing a regular human hunting the supernatural correct and not necessarily completely regular because there were you could play a hedge mage which was like you know your, your wicca type witchcraft um so some people had uh, there were rules for minor psychic abilities like you could be a medium talk to spirits whatnot uh you could be a werewolf kinfolk which is how werewolves were meant to breed as not as opposed to with each other you'd either have a, a, a wolf love is a beautiful a thing man you can't kinfolk. put caps on it <laughs> basically all right I, I, have, I have one last question because i was sure. feeling we're headed towards the wrap-up here yeah okay so we got werewolves we got vampires we got mages we got ghosts and such uh, we got you, frankensteins you said that you said there's frankensteins, frankensteins. Right? Yeah. what about creatures from the black lagoons that could be explained into changeling because it was all fairy creatures there's yeah. a yeah. and unsavory courts no zombies so it was all fae actually no there were zombies but they were a product of mage or vampire and that was basically as manipulation through magic or other things because mm-hmm. there was an entire clan of vampires that had necromancy as a discipline a magical power. i know we'll never play it unfortunately but my favorite one is they did a supplement for slasher where you would play like a friday the 13th yes kind of a campaign where you are the college kids or whatever being followed around I have always loved that. I <laughs> thought that would be super fun. Isn't it essentially chill? Um, you know, I don't know enough about chill to know. You know I think it but probably I think would be. It's pretty I've close. got a chill book, uh, and I was, I've been promised chill yeah. games periodically over the last 10 years or so. <laughs> I'm pointing <laughs> at Eric. People are pointing at Eric. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, in this kind of you know wrapping it up thing. So, if you guys, the White Wolf people at the table, could abandon what you knew and your history, is there any problem with the current edition from a mechanics 
standpoint. No, no. So people going forward, if they like the idea of playing a vampire or a blah or a blah or a blah, they could go pick this stuff up right now. Well, and, and start I think playing. that may be what uh, the classic World of Darkness may be doing is updating the old clan books and things like that to the new system. So that way, it's it's more of a, a, a modern system right. with the old material. Right. The, the point I want to get across is is the the current the decline because I don't want to say failure because that's that's really negative. They it's still exist. Abrasive. It's not a failure. Right. Going forward, it's the the problems that they're having is is not quality related. It's it's fluff related. It's dogma related. Right. Yes. So if you don't have any of these prior experiences, I know. the system is fine. If Greg and I got the got the new system together and came up with a game here in the next month, you guys could probably play and have a pretty good time. Well, see, that brings up the other thing. Mark has never spoken so passionately about anything at this table. <laughs> why, why have we not done this? And I would That's love to point. run Vampire, especially now I'm, got, I'm back. I ran Vampire for you guys We've the been first warned time against seven your years Vampire, ago. I'm pretty sure. Oh, how's that? <laughs> I think not. Hey, yeah, I want to be a vampire. Yeah. So maybe we'll, be maybe, a vampire. maybe a, maybe a, a one-nighter or maybe a, you know something that we could pick up periodically. Yeah, something that you would run on the nights you come up. That would be fine by me. Just driving another nail in the uh, sea campaign car. I told you. I told you. It <laughs> it's not in the shed now. It's no, buried under not. the shed. We're, we're just going to keep dancing around. It's in the wood until, uh, pile. Mike absolutely cannot run. You can smash actually, Ryan's. Actually, no, actually, no. The, uh, it's going to become the sea, myth. The Sea Princess campaign comes back when Mike's done with Mutants and Masterminds on Monday. That's cool. I'm totally ready for that. Well, this is what I just said. Screw Monday Mutants and Masterminds. Because <laughs> I'm not a part of it. <laughs> yeah, I've already drawn blueprints of my ship. What are you talking about, man? We, we had to deal with the, the situation. <laughs> oh, God. He was the circumstance. Oh, the, the circumstance. circumstance. And we kicked his ass. <laughs> no, he should be like a rabbi, and he would be the circumcision. The circumcision. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes, a superhero rabbi. That's a yes. Shadowrun character. Yes, it is. All right. Well, I, I think, think that was Greg's dad's character. <laughs> oh God. And uh, or it was like Greg's character's dad, rather. Oh yes, because yes, he, he's got uh, well, what was it, Lenny Bernstein? What's his name? <laughs> Ira Lindquist. Ira Lindquist. So wow. uh, his dad could be Rabbi. The circumcision. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Gamers Table, and like us on Facebook. You have been listening to Gamers Table, brought to you by Side Tangent Productions. Visit us at www.gamerstable.com. Products and intellectual property discussed during this podcast are the properties of their respective owners. This production is for entertainment purposes only. Any commercial broadcast is prohibited without the express consent from Side Tangent Productions.